Welcome, mindful drinkers, to the Mindful Drinking Movement podcast. I'm your host, Jess Betancourt. I'm a hypnotherapist and an addiction coach, and I help you see your way through old patterns of substance use so that you can live a life that feels healthy and vibrant and more in alignment with the vision that you have for yourself and for your time here on this earth in this body. That's what my show is about. If you're new here, welcome. If you've been here for any of the other, I think I have like 40 episodes. <laughs> um, thanks for being here. Awesome. So today I just wanted to kind of, I'm just going to kind of riff on what I see happening um, culturally. There is definitely a cultural shift, a paradigm shift happening now in the way that we interact with drinking and smoking and those two things go together right so so tightly and neatly in a neat little partnership um for many many people myself included i loved smoking and drinking like i loved it i was obsessed with it i thought about it all the time i spent tons of money on it tons of time sacrificed a lot i was just so so deeply entrenched in my habit of smoking and drinking for 20 plus years. And so I'm bringing smoking into this conversation as well, just because these things, smoking and drinking really go together. And smoking kind of had its day with what we're seeing happening with alcohol now. Like about 10, 15 years ago, remember when the laws started coming up that you couldn't smoke indoors? Like, remember what a massive, that was a big deal. That happened when I was about 17, because I remember being 16 and smoking in the mall, just sitting there smoking. You could buy cigarettes in a vending machine. And we would go to the mall in Sacramento, where I lived out in the suburbs around Sacramento. We would go to the mall to buy cigarettes from the vending machine as our fun thing to do. And just sit there and smoke cigarettes. <laughs> it's inside, so weird, like sitting outside a Hot Topic. Um, those were times, right? That was of a time. That was a time in the 90s when that happened. And it... You know, it was frowned upon by people walking by you for sure, but it definitely wasn't abnormal. It wasn't unusual to see that or be that. Um, And so if you saw that now, right, if you saw kids going up to a vending machine and buying cigarettes now, you might even feel like you wanted to interfere. I I live in Europe, so there's still cigarette vending machines all over the place. Kids could easily buy cigarettes, and yet I don't see them doing that. Many people are vaping, many kids are vaping, which is also smoking. I call them robot cigarettes. Vaping will have its moment too, but what I mean by having its moment is having its moment of being debunked as something that is good for you or something that is okay, right? We're just, we, we let the drinking and smoking habits slide when they're culturally okay, when it's accepted, when it's... when it's not frowned upon or when it's not pushed to the outskirts or made rules against, we kind of let it be. And so smoking, cigarette smoking had its moment. It's, it's, if you still smoke, then you still smoke, but you, you probably feel the difference. And like when I still smoked even four, four years ago, I could feel that there was like, it was not socially acceptable just to light up a cigarette at the table inside like it probably was for my parents generation um the older crowd (laughs) 
they probably did that and no big deal, right? People were smoking around babies. Well, I still see that and it breaks my heart. Or pregnant people were smoking and like nobody told them not to. And so just to see, like what I'm trying to illustrate is that things shift because the consciousness of people shifts and then the environment of culture shifts as a reflection of that. So as we learned that cigarettes were slowly or rapidly killing us over time, that they were not healthy, that we're smoking formaldehyde and 2,000 other industrial solvents when you smoke a manufactured cigarette, um, on top of the carcinogens that it come just from burning the paper and burning the tobacco, like when we became aware of that, we expanded our consciousness, we expanded our knowledge and our knowing of changing our mind of actually this probably isn't that great for us. This probably isn't doing for us what we hoped it would. This doesn't seem to be as cool as it used to be. That happened with cigarettes. I hope that happens with vaping. <clears throat> it will. But now we're in this like um, confluence, this moment of Drinking is still very socially acceptable for for sure. It's the drug of choice of many people for sure um, It's fun. Yes, and we're all not we're all I don't want to blanket statement anybody a lot of people are Coming to the realization That drinking doesn't make them feel good. It makes you feel good in the moment when you can numb out from something that is uncomfortable or you're seeking a quick thrill or a, you know, a, a quick buzz or a head change. Yes, that satisfies that quick itch for like you know, 15 minutes or an hour. And then the further you get entrenched in that, the further you go down it, having that habit repeatedly, you realize, or hopefully you do, or you're coming to this conclusion for yourself that the more you drink, the worse you feel. The less you drink, the better you feel. And that really can't be ignored. That can't, that's, that's a lived experience when you start having that experience for yourself. And no one can really tell you otherwise when you come into alignment with the truth of, of, of that. The less you drink, the better you feel. Mm it's a fact it's it's a lived experience in all of our bodies because we are coming to this the realization that alcohol is not doing for us what we hoped it would it's not the panacea that we wanted it to be it's not the cure-all it's not everything it was all cracked up to be it kills people people get in car accidents because of it there's manslaughter there's murder there's the host of horrible things that wouldn't happen if alcohol weren't involved. Probably you can attest to this in your own life, the bad decisions that you've made, the text you wish you wouldn't have sent, the food you wish you wouldn't eat, the dangerous situations that you've gotten yourself in. Had alcohol not been there, would those things have happened? That's a really important question that we all should be asking ourselves and I think that more and more people are and my generation you know I'm 43 I see in my generation we are asking ourselves these questions lots of us the people I talk to the people I work with I make this podcast for you if that's your demographic we are asking ourselves these questions and 
Many of us have children, and we're asking ourselves if this is the legacy that we want to pass on to our children, that smoking and drinking is recreational and fun, and that it's everywhere, and it's all the time, and it's totally okay. Is it? Is that what we want? I see that it's not. I see that people are really becoming more conscientious and aware of wanting to change that for themselves and for the generation that follows, the generations that's watching us, the ones that we're raising. And even if you don't have kids, kids see you. Kids see you. Your nieces, your nephews, your, your neighbors, kids on the street, you know. I want to um, just mention something that inspired this podcast. It's <clears throat> kind of more anecdotal. But we were, my family and I were visiting a farm the other day. And the couple that lived there, they were in their 80s. And then some of their friends came over who were also in their 80s. And they all lit up cigarettes. And they all drank multiple beers. And it was 11 o'clock in the morning. And it wasn't like they were having a party or, you know, they weren't celebrating any. There was no reason other than they just didn't have, th- this was their plan for the day, was to like sit out on this veranda and smoke Morrises or whatever they were <laughs> and cheapo beers. And they, it was just so, like they didn't even think about it. You know, it was just like an automatic, you sit down, you light a cigarette and another person passes you a beer. And it, I was like, they do this every day. They do this every day, day in and day out. And they were like, not no judgment, but they were like missing strategic teeth. They were coughing. (laughs) It just was nuts to me to just see this from this perspective of, um, and I know my husband is so chatty. He's like always talking to everybody. He talks to some of these 80, 90 year old people that are like smoking cigarettes and feeding the pigeons or whatever. And they say things like that they've been smoking since they were 10 or 11, but they walk every day and they take care of themselves. And like, it's, they do not look well. They're still alive, but they do not look well. And they, in their prime, when they could have, but it wasn't culturally happening for them then, they could have put together that all this drinking and smoking, like you're on Mad Men, or Peaky Blinders or something like that kind of drinking and smoking is just brutal for your body and your well-being. Like to have, I'm just amazed that like people can drink and smoke that heavily and like walk around or, you know, and function. I think I, w- I don't know. I feel like I would just be passed out. It is just a testament to the times. <laughs> it's a testament to the times. That's what I'm saying. It's like they didn't, this generation of these 80, 90-year-olds that have been smoking since they were 10 or 11 didn't live in the time when there was a cultural shift of more awareness happening. And you look at the propaganda of those times, right? Like doctors were recommending specific brands of cigarettes for their patients. Like this is the healthier Marlboro. And if you look at that type of marketing and how we were fed that, That was definitely happened with red wine being touted as the healthiest alcohol. It was slimming. It improved your heart health. And we were just fed all of this propaganda. And now we're seeing the veil being lifted on that. Even like I was in that red wine trap so, so 
deeply under the red wine spell. But now that I can see, like, this is the information that I was looking at, all these, you know, beautiful, sexy women drinking red wine in Italy and like, don't you want to be that? We are being so influenced all the time, all around. That's what, what the matrix is. We are in the matrix being influenced by people who do not have our best interest, by a larger force, a larger collective that does not really give a fuck about the individual's health or well-being. But we need to care more deeply about our own personal health and well-being and to see beyond what we are, what's being put right in our face. So that's why I, oh, my other uh, book end to this, I was about to conclude, but I wanted to add this. I see also the kids who are in the generation after me, like the kids who are in their late teens and 20s. These kids really don't drink. I do not see them with bags over 40s in the park like I was doing. I don't see them hiding and drinking. I don't see them sneaking alcohol from their parents Yes, they're on their screens. Yes, they'll probably like have sex with AIs or whatever. Like they have a whole different ball of wax that they'll contend with. But the drinking paradigm of drinking being just totally normal, accepted and desired and as a staple for and a criteria for having fun and entertaining yourself or managing life, it's really dissolving, right? It's coming apart the fabrication of that lie that it was serving us is coming apart right now. And so if you are in this movement of actively choosing to drink less for your own health and well-being, you are right on time. And you're in great company and you are like a poster child for the product of culture that you exist in right now. This is an exciting time. We are evolving. We are rising spiritually consciously we're raising the vibration of the planet we're coming more into our own aliveness and our own sovereignty and owning ourselves more as individuals and collectively and that is what changes the cultural paradigm shift and that is what i'm noticing and that's what i just wanted to comment on today ah have faith in change change is the only constant change really is the only thing that's ever happening all the time change is real and change is great and i invite us all i invite you to embrace it embrace it and move with the times and yeah i hope you have an amazing day i hope you make choices that feel really good to you whatever those may be i also wanted to mention that i am opening a brand new program it's a five-week program there will probably be um, modules added on to it but if you want to come into this program now anything that i add to it in the future you will be gifted it's called master your drinking mindset and it's based in hypnotherapy in different themes so the themes of using drinking for anxiety or stress relief the theme of drinking more in public or based on social cues, the theme of <clears throat> drinking alone at, at as like a nightly routine, and there are several others. Um, but I'll put the link in the show notes if you want to read more about it. But it starts on March 18th, 
And if you want to come in before the end of February, I'd love to give you 20% off as a thank you and a welcome for venturing into healing your relationship with alcohol on a deeper level, feeling more free, changing your beliefs and changing your story about why you drink and why you feel like you maybe need to or that you can't get away from it. All of this is a belief system that's keeping the habit in place. And so when you really learn how to identify those beliefs, open them up, release them, and change them into something else, it gives you an immense amount of freedom. It allows you to really feel like you do have choice, whether you want to have a drink or not. It does. You can release this feeling that you have to or that you have automatic behavior around it. All of these things are flexible. All of these things can change. So I hope you have an amazing day, and I will be back next week. Take care of yourselves. Ciao.